San Diego's talk radio leader, 760 KFMB presents It's Your Money and Your Life. For the next hour, Richard Musio and Joe Vecchio will educate and inform you on matters related to your financial future, your life, and your leisure. Now, with It's Your Money and Your Life, here are Richard and Joe. All right, good evening, everybody. My name is Joe Vecchio, your co-host, announcer, and producer, coming to you from KFMB Studios with 50,000 watts of power. We're heard not just in San Diego County, but Orange County, L.A. County, up the coast of Seattle on a good night, down to Cabo, out to the desert. If you download the app for 760 KFMB or tune in radio, you can hear this show on any device as it airs. And, of course, all the podcasts are commercial-free on iymoney.com. Now time to introduce the main man of the hour. He's a CPA extraordinaire, an accomplished marathon runner, a best-selling author, a lecturer, a philanthropist, and a family office expert advising several high net worth families. His name is Richard Musio. Richard, good evening. How are you tonight? And Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I'm all <laughs> excited. I can't wait to see how many new pairs of socks and underwear I get in a couple of days <laughs> yeah. <for> my gifts. <laughs> and Lord knows you need them, right? Uh, I guess. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> apparently I do. Otherwise, nobody would give them to me. But, uh, but the cool case. thing is I never have to go shopping. Mm-hmm. I don't really like shopping. Mm-hmm. The air has been very dry, and that's why I'm... Uh, have a little bit of a hoarse, raspy voice. It's been dry this month, hasn't it? Yeah, you know, we, we had, what, uh, no days of clouds in November and then about 80 degrees in December. Have you checked the humidity, though, lately? Oh, I it's mean, been it, so low. It's like 14 15%. This is really bananas, but yeah, uh, it, it's anyway. Crazy. Even at the beach where we live, yeah, no humidity. Yeah. So boil water, hard. folks. Boil water, that's all you have to say. And uh, happy Hanukkah, <laughs> Merry Christmas, whatever you're celebrating. Uh, welcome aboard. Tis the season. Hey, we've got a pretty cool show tonight because this is the guy who I think typically uh, precedes us. Not on typically. He always does. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Typically, typically always. Is, typically to me as always, but whatever, if you want to you split hairs. But uh, we have a gentleman on who uh, you, you probably hear him in the 6 o'clock hour, and he's a good friend of Richard, and he's a financial and wealth management advisor, very accomplished, a lot of uh, credentials here, as we're going to learn uh, shortly, but his name is Jason Labrum. Jason, welcome to the show. I'm so glad to be here. Thanks. This is fun to be a guest on a show, and not I don't have to carry all the burden. <laughs> exactly. All. This is cool. You just hang well, out. What do you mean? When I was a guest on your show, I carried all the burden. Well, you I'm know, just teasing you. got you. some talents, man. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of carry, didn't you carry like a nine-pound turkey thing around the I next did. week? How did that go? It went great. Well, yeah. Was it awesome? That was, yeah, we had like 10,000 runners. 15,000 people and and you the did fu- it you finished the 10 yeah i ran a 10k in a, a nine pound turkey costume but here's the funny <laughs> thing you know my wife mary owns a women's professional tennis tournament in honolulu and so we had to speed down to the airport because we had a 10 25 flight that morning oh. thanksgiving morning to get down to her thing in honolulu and so we valet parked because we were so tight just you know getting through security and stuff and so we get out of the car and i literally took the turkey costume off <laughs> put it on the back seat and drove down in my running clothes that were underneath. And so the valet, look, valet looks at it and he goes, what on earth is that on the back seat? I'm like, what do you think it is, man? It's a turkey costume. It's Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's a deceased turkey. He ran 10 miles and croaked in the back seat exactly. of my car. He died. <laughs> yeah, He's just resting. Guess. He'll be back next Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the reason we have Jason here tonight, a special appearance, because he does have a book that's, uh, that's going to be published Brand soon. Brand really new. Soon, uh, coming out in the new year, and we certainly want to talk about that. But uh, let's get a little bit about your background for folks who ha- on our show who may not be familiar with you and uh, tell us about where you're born and raised, went to school, et cetera. Yeah, thanks, Joe. Appreciate mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah, I'm a small-town boy. I'm from central Utah, born and raised in a booming metropolis of about 4,000 people called Richfield. If you've been through it and you blinked, you missed it. Wow. 
uh, raised as pretty much the only non-Mormon in the town of, I think, about 97% Mormons. I have nothing against Mormons. I love the people. I love their family values and, and mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. But And they're a pretty um, wealthy group of people, too, by the way. Yeah, so. yeah. You know, I mean, they do well. The church is certainly wealthy, but... Um, <laughs> We uh, we moved out. My dad ran a Ford dealership with his dad there, so we were Labrum Ford in in Richfield, Utah, for many years as my childhood. I worked on the the car lot as a kid. I remember sweeping the lot and pushing rocks around and washing cars and doing all the things that uh, wow. a lot boy does in my mm -hmm. childhood. We lived uh, outside of town because, of course, forty five hundred people that was too busy. So we moved to the outside <laughs> of town. Yeah. Didn't uh, live in town. Uh, okay. On about 100 acres, and uh -huh. heck, we had steers and uh, horses, 23 horses at one time. A hunter had a Corianni wow. steer, and we, we lived, a, it was an awesome wow. childhood. Living, and living off the land, you probably had a good, healthy uh, we, country diet, huh? Lots of hunting and lots of fishing and all that good stuff. It was pretty special. But, uh, nice. Uh, my dad had the un uh, well started a new business in Vegas, and then he had a midlife career change, which brought him to being a financial advisor. He's such a good salesman. He talked me into it, and I followed suit and became an advisor as well. Did he move out of Utah? To he did. So my parents now reside right up in the Temecula Valley. So you got to San Diego because your folks moved here? Yep, exactly, because okay. I was still in high school. Gotcha. Um, so I went. Uh, I had the good fortune of going to four high school, three high schools in four years. Which were they? Well, uh, you're not even a top-rated basketball how, yeah. how about that, right? Um, <laughs> start wonder. Richfield, Utah, uh, total population in the school, I think we had 400 students. Okay. Oh, my God. To Las Vegas, Nevada, where my dad opened a new car dealership, 4,000 people in my school. <laughs> okay. And then to Temecula, California, the last two years. Okay. Wow. Yeah. What, what's the high school there? Uh, it's about 2,800, I think, back what, in the day. What's the name of it, though? Temecula Valley High School. Temecula Valley. Temecula Valley. TVHS, Holy Golden God. Bears. Golden Was that a big adjustment for a young kid going from 400 kids to 4,000? into school i mean i think i walked into vegas i might have had cowboy boots on <laughs> and that did not go over well and i i went to try out for the basketball team and that didn't go out well because i played basketball in utah and uh, loved it played golf i played golf all through high school and a, a year or two in college but um yeah, it didn't work out so well in the basketball thing. I was the only guy who couldn't dunk there. Like, come on, <laughs> come on, uh, get it up. Let's see you dunk, boy. And I'm like, man, I can touch the net, but that's about all you're going to get out of me. Uh, so that that ended my basketball career. But I did play golf and had a great time playing golf in Las Vegas and also in Temecula and then went on to play golf for Santa Barbara City College for a couple years. Was going to play golf for San Diego State, but got too focused on other things like surfing. And uh, I think girls and beer were part of that as well. But you know what? You could, you could wear the boots in Temecula. Yeah, that's true. Fun. You totally could have, especially yeah. when we moved to Temecula. It was like 1990 or 91 or oh, what? It hadn't really boomed yet. 15,000 right. people in Temecula, like 12,000 in Murrieta. Can you believe that? Yeah. And now it's what two hundred thousand people in Temecula. God, Holy Maria, is that where you're? It's two hundred thousand people, and every single car is on the road at the same yeah. time. Yeah, it's a, like the worst. Like, Oregon, it, the like <laughs> that road when you go to Palm Springs, is that the one? Uh, Seventy nine. Se yeah. So no, Temecula. Oh my, I yeah. remember years ago there was just a few businesses. Now it is wall to wall businesses. It's right? nuts. I mean, yeah, it's nuts. And and I mean you talk about uh, the, the the poor residents of Temecula. I mean the the planning from a traffic standpoint oh, must have been twenty years behind schedule. I don't know what they did up yeah, there but it's uh really it's, have to avoid it now it, it, it's it, tough yeah it used to be a shortcut now forget about it yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly
No shortcuts now. Not on the 15. But, uh, what sorry? year did you graduate San Diego State? 1998. Okay. And I graduated on a Saturday, and I was working as a financial advisor on Monday morning. I thought I was going to go wow. backpack Europe, hang out, and be a cool guy. I realized my dad, on the way to graduation, he said, hey, congratulations. You know, today is one of the best days of my life. I said, what are you talking about, Dad? I graduated. Aren't we celebrating me? He's like, no, man. We're celebrating me. I just got a pay raise, and I'm done with your <laughs> sorry butt. You are now on your own. You will never get another dime so long as you live. Did, did you work for your dad, though? Uh, no, I didn't. Um, okay. I, I just went to Merrill, and, and okay. uh, so I thought I was going to go enjoy the backpacking and a, and a good road trip, but I uh-huh. realized I had no money, and my uh, the guy I was interviewing with at the time, he said, um, you'll start Monday. You'll be here at 6.30. You need a better suit. You look like crap. And the, the <laughs> The chance of you making it in this business is about zero. I'm just taking a flyer on you because I think you've got some decent genes, but you're wow. probably going to fail. So come on in here and get it over with. Boy, these, <laughs> boy, these millennials today, they don't know how good they have it. Yeah, uh, no kidding, huh? Know, like, really? If I'm going to get my second coffee break, I'm yeah. out of here, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 it was it was hands-on. And then I, I got to uh, go through an 18-month training program, and then I went into uh, production, so to speak, building my own clientele in March of 2000. The beginning, the month that marked the lost decade where yeah, if you own stocks, you were down yeah. 10 years well, later. Well, the dot-com blow-up, right? It started to happen. Couldn't have been a better learning experience. I'm the luckiest guy around. Huh. Yeah. Well, yeah, let's yeah, start taking that sense, It's perfect timing. It yeah. is. Got to learn. I, you know, and if I hadn't learned those lessons, who knows? Maybe it would take me twice as long to, to get where I'm at. And uh, I ended up meeting my wife at Merrill Lynch. She's beautiful, awesome, amazing woman. I love you, Allie, and mm-hmm. have two beautiful boys. And you met her at work at that first job you went to. I, it was uh, when I transferred. I started in Escondido office, went to the Carlsbad well, damn, office, and met damn, her. Damn, it was a good thing you didn't go backpacking Europe. My yeah, goodness. man, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I met my wife at work too, Joe. Did subleasing you? some office space to some How real estate that? developers who hired. Whoa, my wife Mary is an See, assistant. Folks, and, and Irwin Jacob. Anyway, but and here's Ir- a story. And, and, wait, they well, went we out of business. Uh, 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 it would be a bunch of rent, but I got the girl. Anyway, <laughs> you got the girl. Anyway, we have to take a timeout right here. We'll come back with more details about Richard's love life right after this. <laughs> All right, we are back with the award-winning It's Your Money and Your Life. Our guest is Jason Labrams, certified financial planner, uh, wealth management advisor. Good but, but back to my love life, Joe. Yeah, Richard, yeah, let's get yeah. to the Wait, focus. The, the subtenant stiffed me on the rent. <laughs> Owed me a ton of money, disappeared in the middle of the night, oh. but I got their assistant and I married her. Oh, okay. There and we you just go. had our 30th anniversary. Congratulations. Yeah. Woo. There you go. That's awesome. There you go. Congrats indeed. <laughs> so, Jason. <laughs> 30 years she put up with Richard. Could you imagine <laughs> that, Joe? Jason, I'm a, I'm mean, a CPA, so people say, how long have you been married? I go, well, it's 60 years. I've been married to her for 30, and she's been married to me for 30. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's how California adds up how much you owe in tax, isn't exactly, it? Exactly. <laughs> but she depreciates Richard on her tax and saves a bundle. Yeah, anyway, there you go. about that. Anyway, my friend, it's my, uh, my deprecating deg- sense of humor. But <laughs> your, your degree in San my Diego depreciating State, sense of you're humor. sick. Yes, your bachelor's degree in San Diego State was what in finance or actually communication. How about that? Very you know? good. Um, Jim Lampley was a communications major. There but you, you know go. What? I, I think financial professionals need to take rhetoric, communication, those kinds of courses. Many don't. CPAs are probably the well, worst. Well, public offender. speaking, too. But public you, speaking. Well, that's rhetoric. But I could tell rhetoric. Jason is definitely an extroverted person. It probably loves speaking to people, whether they're in a small group, large group, or any size group, correct? I'm not terribly shy when it comes <laughs> to that. <laughs> 
I mean, that's why I have a radio show and I do speak. So you enjoying it. doing radio on this on this station? You know what? I love it. I tell I you, I like your show a lot. It's, thank you. Um, and I was telling that's Joe so that nice. I said to Joe, I said, "Hey, Jason has better music than we have," but Joe didn't like that. Well, coming from you guys, a compliment on that. I mean, your radio show's darn award-winning, and I don't think mine's won any awards, although I'm, I am watching those Nilsson studies, man. Okay. I'm creeping That's up good. on you. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, it's fun. I love it. I'll, you know, I can have a bad day or be, you know, be super busy, stressed or whatever, and when we come into the studio and mm-hmm. kind of just all that washes away and I, I go nuts and have fun and, and start talking about building portfolios, and I, I do love it. I think it's really fun. All right, so speaking of portfolios, right now we've got a rage going on about Bitcoin. Have you done anything on your show about Bitcoin? You know, we did, and actually, I am going to have a show that will air not this Saturday, but next Saturday, and I'm going to have a Bitcoin specialist on the show. He's a great friend of mine. He's an MBA from Pepperdine, super smart guy, ran a private equity fund for a while, and he um, deployed a significant sum of money into uh, Bitcoin about uh, 14 months ago. Mm-hmm. Smart. And he is looking good. Now, I tell him he's a lucky son of a gun and he, he's a gambler. And you better a, know when to get out, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, easy come, easy go. But he does know a lot about the whole blockchain technology and cryptocurrency in general. And I have a couple clients, a lot of uh, more than a couple, a lot of clients are starting to ask questions. Of course, well, that fr- to me is a sign it's a bubble. <laughs> yeah, the, now there's futures trading on this stuff. Started yesterday. Kind of Started, sc- yeah. Kind of scary. It's, kind of, yeah, it's, it's brand new. Scary. So, but, you know, I, I think blockchain is going to change the entire face of the accounting profession. Not that that's what we're talking about. Good. Because it's going to make well, accountants obsolete. Yeah. But this cryptocurrency, really? the only thing yeah. that's scary, and people have lost millions or millions have gone missing already in certain of the uh, certain areas mm-hmm. of this thing. So, uh, you know, you better be, be just be willing to lose whatever you've invested uh, in, in just in case, because who's regulating this? I mean, Joe, I, th- I think if anybody wants to put money into it, great. Take a flyer, have some fun. I right. would consider it less statistically provability, uh, uh, less statistically reliable than Vegas playing a good hand of blackjack. You can get a 49% chance of winning. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, you know, maybe two, 3% of your total investable assets or portfolio to me seems like a proper allocation to it. Mm-hmm. But then again, you got my buddy who's going to be on the air and he, uh, you know, well, he's going to tell you, I put 90% in and look at me. <laughs> well, well, this show's airing December 23rd. Is it, so did that air before us tonight, basically? Or No, that one will air in, uh, I think it'll be the... Uh Right before 30th, the 30th. right before the new year, it's we're gonna twenty third or something. No, the, yeah. So then, yeah. I think it's on the same night. The same the, night. The, the <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's just there before us. Basically. Oh, good. Well, people get two hours of packed information. Yeah. <laughs> two hours of Bitcoin. Bitcoin. <laughs> See, the Bitcoin just went up two hundred percent. I bet. I bet we just yeah. raised it. What's oh, it doing today? Two hundred percent. So I don't know. It scares. It scares me, but it's interesting. I kind of figure it goes like this, Joe. Richard, I, I think Bitcoin and the whole cryptocurrency thing could become email. Mm-hmm. And, and as a comparison, you know, email we all use, but there isn't any money being made off right. of email, the technology. Right. But then right. again, it could also, like you say, Richard, completely change the financial industry and transactions as they happen, which then you're going to have a bunch of companies utilizing the technology and the infrastructure. And I use the example this morning in a meeting a client of or a prospective client of mine we were talking about bitcoin came up and i referenced a good friend of mine who had a, just a payroll processing company a payment processing mm-hmm. company not payroll right. payment processing company did unbelievably well you know 
does that does that change? Does the aspect can Bitcoin or cryptocurrency can that change or the blockchain technology can that change how everybody moves money around? And so I think it could either become the next huge thing and change finance as we know it, or it could end up being a medium of exchange and it's like email and it doesn't make anybody any money. Well, blockchain, if we're just talking dollars and Swiss francs and, and uh, sterling pounds, I mean, that's one thing. Right. But, but as a, a type of currency, that's a that's a whole other thing that, uh, you know, uh, what is it? What is it up to, Richard? 18,000? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it, it's crazy. Yeah. Who knows? There's so many legs to it. It yeah. could do so many things that it's just uh, it's a bit of a gamble. So for 2018, well, what, well, well, in your book, can you give us a little bit of a, uh, you know. Yeah, we epith- love having epith- new authors on. So you've epith- got a book coming out in about a month. Thank you. Yes. Financial Detox. Uh, we're excited. I worked really hard on it. It's going to be a good book. It's a good, clean read about how to detoxify yourself from the constant bombardment of bad thought processes surrounding investing money, debt, borrowing, all so on and so forth. And it's fun, and I'm pretty much nose in the chest of Goliath against the big guys and the firms that are taking uh, suitability position and broker-dealer status, getting paid additional compensation, not telling the or not telling the investors and clients about it. So the fiduciary versus suitability thing is a kind of a big deal to me, and mm-hmm. it, I think it should be a bigger deal to a lot more people. Yes, first book, right? First book ever. Congratulations. And, uh, yeah, thank you so much. I think the next one will be much easier. <laughs> I, um, I know when I wrote mine back in 2013, when yep. it was finally finished, after my editor and copy editor beat me to death, Oh yeah, I felt like I'd lost 30 pounds. <laughs> it's so a, much off my chest. It is a beat down. I can't wait till it's done. Just being done with the whole editing thing is mm-hmm. really like taking a load off. But um, yeah, sure. it's it'll, we'll, we'll see. It'll be fun. You know, it's, it's going to be a great way to just share something with clients and kind of share yeah. my 18 years. But, but our listeners could go on your website and um, start ordering fairly soon, right? Financialdetox.com. You, you got it. If you go to financialdetox.com, don't pay attention to the URL. Mm-hmm. Um, when, you go, you know, when you go to financialdetox.com, you'll be on our website, Labor and Wealth Management. But if you look at the URL, it might say something like Wealth Management, Carlsbad or whatnot. But that's the website right there on the homepage. Over the, uh, we're going to have a pre-order the book here. And we'll make sure and make sure you get a really healthy discount for being one of the first ones to order the book. Um, I think fifty percent off sounds pretty good. Yeah, wow! Um, How about that? So we'll uh, do that and hopefully get a few people reading it. We love your thoughts and and input on it too. Thanks, appreciate it, guys. Well, as far as getting detoxed, um, <clears throat> why'd you come up? With, how'd you come up with that term? That's a pretty. That's a yeah, because I usually think term. of like some holding tank where you get thrown in. There. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's night. kind of a little edgy, but uh, <laughs> you know, I have a. Uh, a client and friend, dear friend, who's written several books, and she's written book uh, uh, called Toxic People okay. and How to Avoid Toxic People in Your Life. So I right. said, hey, I'm going to write a book. I want to put this 15 years at that time of experience down on paper and just kind of organize organize all the different things I've learned. And, and you know, I mentioned, uh, what should I make the name? And she's like, what about financial detox? Hmm. And it just kind of stuck. So that became the name of the, the radio show when I Got invited to be a guest on a radio show, and two weeks later had my own radio show. It was the first time I'd ever been on the radio. And yeah, it was just like me. Yeah, it was, huh? Right, you had the same story, didn't you? So, um, yeah, we just shared Joe will tell it after the break. Yes. It's a good story. Um, well, anyway, if you do a chapter on Hank Paulson, it would be how to avoid uh, toxic assets, right? Right. No <laughs> kidding. Yeah, toxic assets. I don't know. Maybe maybe the name's a little too harsh, but, you know, yeah. I think about the toxicity that just exists and 
I mean, one quick example is even people talking about the market. Everybody refers to the market, the market, the market. And what are they talking about? Like it's one thing. Yeah, like it's one thing. They're talking about the S&P 500, maybe the Dow Jones, maybe the NASDAQ. But that's really a small, small piece of the market. But yet just the toxicity that exists around that, everybody thinks that's the market. So oftentimes people are comparing their portfolio to the S&P 500 Mm -hmm. and they shouldn't be. They should Mm -hmm. be comparing it to something else. Anyway, we're going to come back with Jason Labrum, financial and wealth expert, right after these announcements. Hang on. Winning It's Your Money and Your Life. And this is the time where Richard likes to thank our sponsors. Big thank you to our sponsors. Couldn't do the show without them. Very grateful for their support. Michael Caronta with UBS at the top of the list. Right behind him. Well, actually, we have two groups of CPAs because we love CPAs. And yes, you guys, blockchain may affect you dramatically. But hey, we got Jason Kruger. Great CFO service. That would be Signature Analytics. Also, Polito Epic CPAs up in San Marcos. More traditional CPA firm, tax returns, financial statements, and such. Also, our great friend Joel Gruskin, cost segregation initiatives, helping real estate owners improve their cash flow. It's all about cash flow with real estate. Joel Gruskin, cost segregation initiatives can help you improve that and all that extra money. You can stash it. At Mechanics Bank, great niche market bank, San Diego region, is headed up by Sean Puckett, serving wealthy families and families in the real estate business. Very hot topic lately, employee benefits, individual mandate in healthcare. How about Hub International? If you're confused about what's going on, Neil Staley with Hub International can set you straight. Also, my good friends at the LG Experience, helping wealth advisors make heroes out of CPAs to the CPAs' very best clients. Speaking of great wealth advisors, we, of course, have a great one on our show today, Jason Labor, but also Paul Hines. Paul, of course, heads of Hearthstone Private Wealth Management, and he is also the catalyst behind SeniorSafeAndSound.org helping to prevent the financial abuse of the elderly. Brenda Geiger, Geiger Law Office, asset protection and estate planning. They may not be in estate tax once the Republicans, Republicans get through with tax reform, but asset protection will always be important. Brenda Geiger and Geiger Law Office. And, of course, Elite Lifestyle Management, Michelle St. Clair, a great concierge company, helping those of us who have no time get things done from simple things like travel arrangements to more complicated things like well, getting Joe and Richard and Mary into the hottest ticket in Hollywood with the movie premiere back in September. That would be for the Battle of the Sexes. That was a lot of fun, right, Joe? Absolutely. And, of course, we have so many great loyal listeners. Many of them actually skipped dinner just to listen to Jason's show at 6 o'clock and our show at 7. <laughs> They're getting hungry by now, so we can help there too, right, Joe? Absolutely. There's uh, Lestat's Coffee House, open 24-7, 365. Uh, locations on Normal Heights, University Heights, new one on University Avenue. Uh, great people watching, great food. And also the Very Good Food Foundation, headed up by Michelle Ciccarelli Lirac, uh, with great broadcasting pro- programs throughout the year and great foodie programs as well. And I know many of these um, sponsors have been working with you with, for many years with great success, right, Richard? Yeah, it's been so long, we define it <coughs> in decades yes, as absolutely. opposed to years. I also, wanted to thank Courtney Holst with PopX Graphics, who does such an amazing job on our award-winning website. Absolutely. It's iymoney.com, and there's a sponsor tab at the top of the page. You can learn about any or all of our sponsors and how they can help you in your life and business. So there you have it. Speaking of business, we've got Jason Labram here, who is CEO of Labram Wealth Management. And if you go to financialdetox.com, 
He's got a new book coming out for Jan. And if you turn the radio on at 6 o'clock to this channel, you get to listen to him. Yes, absolutely. Getting us warmed up for our show. So his book is is called Eight Steps to Financial Detox, and uh, it's probably something you need to have if you're trying to uh, build your portfolio or just uh, get But Jason, question, are you you trying to be a commercial success with the book, or is it something that will be more promotional to give to prospects, clients, and so on to help them have better lives? I think the latter. Okay. Yep. Yeah, my, my, my book was commercial. I, you know, being a CPA, I wrote a book about the history of the women's liberation movement. That, that makes exactly, a lot of sense. Exactly that what totally, you would expect. That totally ties in, yeah, Richard. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, are, are a lot talking, of people were, And talking, was it a commercial success? It was, yeah. I've sold over 20,000 books. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I've sold. You're talking your... So what's your play? Yeah. yeah. Wow. I've which sold is, a lot of books, Joe. Which is a lot. It's the battle of sexes folded into Richard's. To the ex- history of the women's live movement. To See, my history is Bobby Riggs, a scrapbook maker. You're too young to remember the battle Whoa. of the sexes against Billie Jean. As a that was kid. awesome, though. We talked about that yeah, when you we were did. on my show, we and did. that was a really cool story. Yeah, but that's what my book is about. How yeah. fun. Yeah, the movies are um, now playing in Europe, and I the think. The movie's doing great yeah. in Europe, Joe. And, and I think. Which in, is good. Yeah, it should, because I think tennis is even more popular there per capita than, than here. Uh, but uh, also, after January, I think the DVD and rental market, you'll be ready to Correct. see uh, Battle for of January the Sexes. January 2. Or uh, Battle of the Sexes with Emma Stone, Steve uh, Carell, and Sarah Silverman, who I really liked in the movie. Alan Cumming was great, too. <laughs> Yeah, but um, anyway. But they were all great. Back to, to So are uh, you getting Jason. royalties on that movie or what, Richard? No, not that one. Joe and I, we, we got really a, should. We, we yeah, should. What the we, heck, We got guys. our credits on the documentary that was done four years yeah. earlier. Also I made the, the very the first Sanctus. call to to uh, Billie Jean King's office, and uh, and uh, I was told by uh, Ilana, who's CEO of Royalty, then she goes, oh, it's not really on her. You wrote the first uh, treatment, Joe. I did, and um, she said, oh, it's not real. Film really isn't on uh, Billy's radar right now, but keep us posted. Oh, so we no. <laughs> and next thing you know, it was on her radar. Yeah, and uh, four years uh, later. Yeah, it was but, a great documentary. But, Joe, doing radio was not on my radar. So before we get back to Jason, quickly tell the story how this show got created. Uh, well, how did you guys meet, Well, too? my good friend Bill Lirac was going to be the guest speaker at the Strategic Trusted uh, Advisors Roundtable event at uh, University Club. And... Uh, I arrived there, and of course, I had wanted bi- this. I wanted Bill to do a weekly. This radio was supposed show. to be the Bill Lyrac. Supposed to be Bill Lyrac show, but uh, I took <laughs> you Bill got Richard after instead. I got after. Yeah, yeah um, he was scraping the bottom de- of the barrel by, at by that default. Point. Anyway, um, I got I, I took Bill to lunch and explained the whole thing, and he said, "You know, I'm I'm too busy and you know, I'm ret- enjoying my retirement. I I don't want to be tied down once a week." And and I understood. So then. Uh, I had remembered uh, Richard being at the meeting. I go, well, he seems like the alpha fish there. Everyone seems to be uh, you know, coming up to him. And, yeah, 120 people, yeah, 110 yeah. came up and kissed my ring. So, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> or my something. <laughs> <laughs> Stroked his ego. Well, <laughs> my like, fragile as ego. As if he needs that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Richard, you have to write your book for the next year, How to Stroke Your Own Ego. That way you don't have to worry about it. So, well, anyway. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, but the show was born out of that experience. So Joe says to me, have you ever done radio? Yeah. This is like out of the blue, right? Like, you know, you no, just meet invited, somebody for the I first time. I invited you for a cup of coffee at Elijah's, which isn't even there anymore, La Jolla Village. Well, it's Square. down the street from here now. I know, but it yeah. wasn't. I'm just yeah. saying the original site. The original and, site. Um, and uh, mm-hmm. the, 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 you said, did you ever do radio? And you said, yeah, I was on with Ray Lucci a few times. And I'm Are we like, allowed to say that name on air? My eyes. 
So my eyes started rolling in, in my head and uh, whatever. But uh, anyway, one thing led to another. And six years later and all these 21 awards later, we're doing pretty good. So Yeah, we do all right. Pretty well. Six actually. years the show's been on? Yeah. Six That's years cool. and three yeah. months now. Actually, more than that. How many there. shows is that? Let's about see. 325. We're about 325. We're, we're at about 320. Yeah, 320 something. I try to keep it accurate yeah. here. Uh, <laughs> we have you to can look it up I don't, and and I don't, exactly. I don't count the reruns. But uh, your show, Jason, is 319. Whoa. Yeah. How about that? How about that? Love it. <laughs> Lucky 319. Lucky 319. <laughs> so your book, tell us uh, some of the chapter headings and, and what we can look forward to in that. Yeah, no, uh, let's see. All advice is not created equal. Okay. Uh, that's that's what, a big one. That's a big caveat emptor, right? Uh, uh, yeah, it's a big one. All advice is not created equal. Different different uh, advice and um, coming from different positions, fiduciaries versus suitability and so on and so forth um you know can you talk briefly though about fiduciary because i think it's a big topic but most people just sort of look at me funny when i say that. i don't know yeah i don't know why it used to be a heavy legal term i mean a fiduciary duty is what you know that's what i'm talking about specifically and and roughly um a very small percentage of advisors operate in this country under the fiduciary standard. The fiduciary standard requires you to act in your client's best interest while upholding the duty of loyalty and the duty of care. That means you can, you must disclose all conflicts of interest and compensation and such, Mm -hmm. but roughly 5% of advisors operate under that standard and that rule. The rest of the advisors operate under what is called the suitability rules, where they have to provide investments which are suitable they don't have to be in your best interest. They have to be suitable. And so that uh, therein lies a, a major problem, I think, yeah. with what's going on in our world and the advice that uh, now, clients ultimately now get. Now, the 5% that do operate as a fiduciary, is there a special credential that consumers should look for, or you just have to do your homework? and, and uh, I wish it was a credential because it, it started with the CFP, but then the CFP um, made a carve-out provision for brokers who mm-hmm. are – uh, I call them disguised as advisors, but they're brokers. So there, there isn't a specific credential. Although you know that if your advisor is affiliated with a broker dealer, there's a high, high, high likelihood that they're operating under the suitability rules. Mm. If your advisor is an RIA and only affiliated with an RIA, which stands for Registered Investment Advisory Firm, then that also leads credibility and likelihood that they are operating under the fiduciary rule. And then how about CFA? Is that a, that's a pretty high standard? CFA too. is a certified financial analyst. That's a sure. designation. It's a For little sure. tougher than yeah. a CFP. Really about an al- analytics and, and okay. study and stock prices and movements and, and such. Eco- economics too. Yeah, so. versus the right. CFP. We'll yeah. There's music in my ear. We'll be yeah, back, baby. We'll be back with Jason Labrum right after this. Hang on. We are back with Jason Labrum, CEO of uh, Labrum Wealth Management up in Carlsbad, correct? And also a radio host here at KFMB. He's, he airs every Saturday night, 6 o'clock. And, and a brand new author, Financial Detox. Brand new author. And Man, you guys are too good to me. Yeah, this, the, all this, this but, hey, Jason, question. You were talking about the fiduciary yeah. definition and standard. Are you concerned, given the current um, environment in the administration, that there's going to be less regulation and so therefore – there will even be less focus on what a fiduciary really is and really means? Yeah, possibly. I mean, I think even if you listen to the uh, direct words of Trump, he said something like, let the people figure it out. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I'm not a big fan of regulation, um, particularly too much regulation. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, 
I believe that anybody who's giving financial advice and getting paid to give that advice should have to do the right thing for the client, period. The right thing, period. There's only one right thing, mm -hmm. right? Based upon all the knowledge I possess, the experiences I have, there's one right thing for the client um, that ultimately is the best solution. You have to pick a solution. Mm -hmm. I think that should have to happen because I, I you know, but but in the end, there's other things that are that are worse uh, for investors. For example, emotional blunders. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, trying to time the market, getting out when things are messy and down. Yeah, everybody wants to buy Bitcoin now that it's right. going up 800%. Yeah, so uh, it's that's, I think there are bigger issues than even the fiduciary thing. And I know a lot of advisors who are not fiduciaries, and they're good people, and they're not necessarily doing a bad job for their clients. I think that their clients could have a better solution, mm -hmm. but they're good people. So I want to make sure that I say that every time I talk about the fiduciary rule, because I have some friends who are advisors and they're clearly under the suitability standard. They're like, do what you talk about that on your radio and get all angry. And I'm like, why are you, why are you operating under yeah, the suitability why, standard? Why do you get defensive about yeah, it? Yeah. Why you, why don't you move over yeah. to the fiduciary world, man? Oh, you you mean you won't get the big extra commission for selling that right. variable annuity? Sorry, bro. Right. <laughs> Can't help you there. <laughs> yeah, but you put your head on a pillow at night and you say, I did a good job for yeah. uh, for people. I'm not uh, shafting them or whatever term you want to use or, yeah. or doing something less than toward, right? Well, and the reward for that on the long run is not only better for peace of mind and doing the right thing and, and eternal happiness, hopefully, but, um, but it's also better for business because over time, this is a small town. It's a small business, and you get what you you, right. you reap what you sow. You know, you treat people right, and you do the right thing. It does come back. I had a very slow start to my career. It was mm -hmm. very slow, and um, and now the trajectory is completely different. I thank God for that, and my clients, and the trust and confidence they give us. And we um, yeah, tell us about that first year because all the wheels were coming yeah, off. Do, uh, do, in you go, do you go back to the guy who says you'll never make it and say ha 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 ha? You know, ha, I ha, haven't, ha, but I really should. But you say here, listen to my podcast. Yeah, my I mean, I, we we should. I should. <laughs> um, I remember exactly. I probably won't. I won't say his name, but good. He's a good human being. Yeah. Um, and it would be fun. He was just trying to motivate you. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I think he, yeah. he sensed that if you told me I was going to stay down, that I'd yeah. figure out a way to get up. Because you're, you're the kind of guy who you're like, gee, Jason, if I, I'm going to beat you in this 5K, you're going to try to kick my butt. Yeah, you know? I'm going to run. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. It's all good, yeah. man. Life is good, right? We're so blessed to live here in San Diego and do what we do and be able to it's talk true. to people on the radio and be able to hopefully influence people and in their good decisions and I had some really fun, just a little knickknack here, and I'll, and I'll shut up. But a uh, client was going to buy a car, and they were looking at a brand-new car. They were looking at a slightly used car, and they were just going to go buy the brand-new car. And this is a client who, you know, they're, they're, they're doing well. They have a good amount of money, but little things matter. So I showed them the difference. I said, here's $14,000 is the difference in these vehicles. Take this, fourteen grand. Let's invest that over the next 35 years because they're pretty young, retired young. I said, see what forty, what fourteen grand does over the next thirty-five mm -hmm. years, and it's ridiculous, right? At plus, a, the cars are depreciating, asset. right? It's not even an asset; it's yeah. an expense. And I didn't count interest if they were paying interest right. on a loan for the car. Right. It turns into two hundred thousand dollars at a very modest rate of return. Sure. If we go up to a ten percent rate of return, it goes to something like four hundred. But the kicker was, if you earned thirteen percent, the historic average of equities over the last thirty-five years, a globally diversified equity portfolio. That fourteen thousand turned into a million dollars over thirty five years. I'm like, wow. you better want that new car versus the slightly used car. Yeah, that's really still bad. <laughs> yeah, the Chris. problem with the new car is you drive it off the lot, and all of a sudden it's seven thousand dollars lower in value just yeah. because you took it off the lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Anyway, really it's fast. fun.
Well, let's see if you can answer this quiz. Warren Buffett said if there was a statue to be erected to someone who is the world-class hero of all investors in Ooh. the U.S., uh, that person would be... And it's not, it's Warren Buffett said it, so it's not Warren Buffett. No. It would be Benjamin Graham. Probably close. You know, I think that's the book he read that he liked, but it's uh, John, Jack Bogle, actually. Jack Bogle. Yeah. I love Bogle and Vanguard, the concept, low cost, low taxes, low turnover, invest in the market. Don't try and game the market. Don't try and outbet it and don't try and outwit it. If the problem with trying to do that is, and and there's really, really smart people out there, right? But Mm -hmm. the problem is. No matter how smart you are, you are not smarter than the collective knowledge of all market participants combined. And so when you try to outwit the market, you're going against conventional pricing, which is based on buys and sells. It doesn't work. So build a portfolio that gives the type of volatility you can and will be able to tolerate and then stay true to that portfolio. We do a bunch of special things, tolerance band rebalancing, tax-sensitive asset location, which optimize that. Mm. But those are, uh, with the right fiduciary advisor, you can crush it and you can have peace of mind. You but Jason, go. you've got a great team now. You've really grown and you've got some great people supporting you. Joe, when I came in to do Jason's show, mm-hmm. he had like four people in here supporting the whole enterprise. And I'm thinking, Jesus, I just got Joe. Oh, did I say but that Joe's out loud? Solid. No, I mean, Joe's solid. Look at Joe. Joe's solid. But you, you, brought like, you brought like four people in from your, how many people now? Well, we you have know. 16. All right. And, um, well, he likes to share his microphones, Richard, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you don't. Yeah. Or, were oh, they, or were they just sitting in the room? I, no, they were doing all kinds of things. Oh, they okay. were filming the show. They were, oh, okay. It was really cool. Oh, I got yeah, it. Yeah, we, we're actually going to have some videos. Out. You're on it, too. Cool. We got video of you, man. So I know, and I would have put on the turkey costume. I'll talk about a risky risky venture there, putting Richard on <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be interesting. No, we we have a uh, developer, uh, editor in India. We pay about 7 bucks an hour. The guy's awesome, totally Appreciative edits our videos and creates content. So Joe, when I made my <laughs> Joe, when I made my tennis channel debut on TV over Thanksgiving, uh-huh. yes. I had a bunch of people text me or email me or call me. They said, "Geez, Richard, you look so much younger on TV than you do in person." Looks, <laughs> I'm like, "Is that a compliment?" <laughs> well, looks so much sure. better on radio, Richard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. <laughs> Joe keeps me humble, Jason. I'm you can tell. I don't know. I, I'm just looking at your hair, man. I got more gray hair than you, and I'm 42, so I yeah, don't but know. Your, what's... your kids are a lot younger than mine. My kids have made it to 26, 25, and 21, so, so I'm getting my hair color it, back. Does it grow back? It goes back it brown. Comes back. Yeah, I it comes love back that. <laughs> Joe, I'm not, I'm not going to say anything about your hair color, Joe. Hey, I uh, go to the same barber as Hank Bauer. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. You look good, though, dude. <laughs> So you got 15 folks in your company now, and uh, you're up in Carlsbad. And Carlsbad, Temecula, Temecula, Fort Worth, Texas, Florida Keys, and Mission Valley. Yeah. And I see. So how'd you get to the Florida Keys? I have a great advisor who spends part of her time there, okay. and she found another advisor who wanted to join our firm. And oh, so yeah. we said, booyah, let's put an office yep. in there. And four days later, the hurricane hit right in the center. Oh, you did it then? Yeah, just recently we put our office. But You should have waited a week. Office I know. space got real cheap. Way cheaper. Yeah. It fared well, though, man. The office came out great. They mm-hmm. lost some ha- part of their houses, but uh, the That's office good. came out okay. Now, I see your – is your dad, Richard, still active in the firm? Is that, he is. He's, he's, my, uh, he's one of the senior wealth advisors at our firm, and I wouldn't be where I am without that man. He is an unbelievably phenomenal human. Same with my mom. They just passed 50 years of being oh, married. Wow. Congratulations, yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Labrum. Yeah. They're the best. They're, they're great human beings. And uh, Well, you guys have been blessed genetically, too, because you're pretty thin. You must exercise still or not? I'm just, uh, I've just got a lot of energy. He, he does yeah. Spartan races, this guy. Do you know what that is, Joe? 
Jason, what are Spartan races? Spartan races are cool. You have a bunch of obstacles over a very challenging running course, you know, pull-ups and burpees and carrying rocks and, and jumping And if you screw walls something up, you get to do extra it's burpees. Like the yeah. mud, it's yeah. like the marine, mud, tough mudder or whatever. Mud, mud yeah. run, except yeah. uh, it sounds tougher. Uh, Jason, how, how is it like being named after a shoulder part? Like if people just Google labrum, they get some yeah. advice Isn't on how to have shoulder surgery. And how then how does that work for you? I'm so uncreative that I ma- named my firm labrum, too. Like, come on, that's not good thinking right um but if you need a shoulder to lean on folks <laughs> yeah with, fi- you with your financial woes jason's your guy so and the whole firm by that man. oh yeah financial detox we got to wrap it up financial detox. everybody buy his book there financial detox financial detox. Thanks financial for being detox. Our guest, love your show thank you for having me you guys are amazing thank everybody you. listen to his show and then our show there two hours go. of the best radio right. in san diego every so Saturday next night. so starting next week richard because he already aired tonight anyway there great you see you richard justin harder board operator thanks for making soundtrack thanks to craig blank Merry and, Christmas. And Dave Sniff here at KFMB uh, for all for making it sound great. And um, all these podcasts are commercial free and uh, iwoodmoney.com. Take care. Bye-bye.